We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. As I was thinking of our annual church meeting this afternoon, I thought a good message for that is what I have entitled, What a Mighty God We Serve. That's the title of the message today, What a Mighty God We Serve. We live in a day and age when mankind has endeavored to belittle Almighty God. All too often mankind has doubted the existence of God, challenged the character of God, denied the authority of God, questioned the integrity of God, and argued against the ability of God. But let mankind say what they want, let them say what they must, and let them do what they will. They cannot change the fact that God is omnipotent, that he has all power in his hands. And this simply means that God has all power, unlimited power, immeasurable power, and supernatural power to do whatever he pleases in the universe that he has created. The prophet Jeremiah speaks of of him in this way in Jeremiah 32 and verse 17. He says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. And then Jesus says in Luke chapter 18 and verse 27, What is impossible with men is possible with God. Now, there are three things that I want us to consider today about God's power. And we begin with the evidence of God's power. The evidence of God's power. The natural place to start is creation. Psalm 19, 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. Creation is a witness to the fact that God is all-powerful. The Bible says that the universe was created out of nothing by God's command. He spoke the world into existence. 
And Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. You see, it was God who positioned the stars, who ignited the sun, who established the moon, who fashioned all living species. And it was God who established the boundaries of the seas, who set the universe in motion, who rotates the earth on its axis, and who provides for and sustains all of his glorious creation. According to the scriptures, it was God who caused the axe head to float for Elisha. It was God who pulled back the waters of the Red Sea for Moses. It was God who made the sun stand still for Joshua. It was God who shut the mouths of lions for David or for Daniel. It was God who destroyed the walls of Jericho for Joshua. And it was God who opened the prison doors for Paul and Silas to set them free. God is an awesome God, a God who has all power. But the second thing about God is that he wants to share his power with us. God wants to share his power with us. And what an amazing truth. In Ephesians chapter 1, 19 and 20, Paul says, I pray that you'll begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. God wants to share his power with us who are believers in him and who have accepted his son, Jesus Christ, as our savior. There are so many people who are powerless. They feel like victims, victims of society, victims of circumstance, victims of poor health, and you name it. They feel always a dollar short and a day late, making two steps forward and one step back. They never seem to get it all together. They feel powerless. But God says, I want to give you power in your life so that you can live the way that I intended for you to live. There are two areas in particular that God wants us to have his power. And the first is the power to get started. Most of us have a problem with this from time to time. How many of you have been postponing things you need to do over the past year? Saying, I'm going to get around to that one day, but... So what would you like to change about yourself, but can't get the motivation to get started? Do you ever find yourself paralyzed by procrastination? Paul in Romans chapter 8 uh, says, I, I know I am rotten through and through so far as my old sinful nature is concerned. No matter which way I turn, I cannot make myself do right. I want to, but I can't. When I want to do good, I don't. And when I try not to do wrong, I do it Anyway, now does that describe anybody listening to me today? 
You see, you want to do what is right and good, but just don't have the power to do it. How many of you have learned that good intentions are not enough? Sometimes we get into a cycle of bad habits and it's hard to break out of them. We don't know how to get started. Many times in life, uh, you will face tasks for which you are ill-prepared. You don't have the ability, the, the talent, the energy, the intelligence, the background, the money, the power. So what do you do when your performance does not match up to what needs to be done? That's where the good news comes in. The good news is that God can give you and me the power to do what we have to do. He can give us the power to get us started in the right direction. You see, when we're helpless, God is there to help us to get started, making the changes he wants us to make and that we desire to make ourselves. Philippians chapter 2 and verse, and verse 13, Paul says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. God says, I want to give you the power to get started. But the other thing is that he wants to give us the power to keep going, to keep on going. It is one thing to get started, and many of you are great starters, but poor finishes. It's another thing to keep on keeping on doing what you know is right, even when you don't feel like it. God says, I'm not only going to give you the power to get started, but I'm going to give you the power to keep on going. So many of you can relate to what David says in Psalm 6, uh, verses 2 and 3, where he says, I'm worn out, O Lord. Give me strength. I'm completely exhausted, and my whole being is deeply troubled. It is said that the average homemaker walks 1,037 miles per year on the job. No wonder they are exhausted. You see, everything wears you out eventually. So what do you do when you are tired, when you are exhausted? God says, I want to help you to keep on going. Isaiah chapter 40, 30, 28 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh, that's a great promise, isn't it? God will give us the power to persist, to keep on keeping on. Because God's power is unlimited, he never gets tired, he never gets weary, he never uh, goes to bed, he never uh, gets tired of my 
prayer requests of my talking to him about everything that's going on in my life. And this is a personal encouragement to me, and I hope it is to you as well. You see, when we are drained and at the end of our, of our rope, so to speak, we can know that we can tap into a power that is unlimited. But number three, how can I take possession of God's promise of power? How can I take possession of God's promise of power? See, God's power is not automatic. There are are some steps, some things that we must do to take possession of the power that God makes available to us. There are four secrets as to how we can appropriate God's power if we are believers in Jesus Christ. And the first secret is to admit your lack of power. Admit your lack of power. We admit that we don't have it all together. That we need God's power in our life. We can't do it all on our own. So life is very interesting as well as problematic. Is you come out of high school or college believing you can take on everything. Then later you realize that you don't have the power that you need. Stress, tension, and frustration come as a result. Midlife crisis is simply waking up to your limitations. You realize that you cannot control everything. That you are not going to reach every goal that you set in life. You realize that you're not going to make as much money as you may have thought. You have weaknesses. You are getting older. Your hairline is receding. Your memory is playing tricks on you. And all of this means that you are a human being. So what do you do when you realize that you are weak and unable to to deal with the circumstances of your life? Listen to the Apostle Paul as he shares his own experience with us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, 9 and, and 10, or 8 through 10. It says, three times... I pleaded with the Lord to take the thorn in my flesh away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. You see, when you pretend to be self-sufficient, you short-circuit God's power in your life. But the third, or rather the second second, uh, secret is believe in faith. Believe in faith. You see, the key to personal power in our life is faith. Mark 9, 23 says, everything is possible for him who believes. And Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29 says, According to your faith, it will be done to you. You see, if that is true, then consider these two questions. What are you expecting God to do in your life? 
And the second question is, what are you expecting God to do through your life? You see, God works according to our faith. Since God has unlimited power, we should not limit our expectations of him. We limit God by our unbelief. You see, there's no problem too big for God, and there's no request that he can't handle. The issue really becomes our faith. What are we willing to believe God for? If we want to see God's power in our life, then we must first believe in faith. But thirdly, we need to speak in faith. Second, Second Corinthians, make a change here, not First Corinthians, but Second Corinthians, uh, chapter four and verse thirteen, Paul says, "With the same spirit of faith, we also speak, because we believe." We must verbalize our faith. We must announce what we are expecting God to do. Not just think it in our mind, but announce it, speak it, verbalize it. That's what a goal is. You see, a goal is a statement of faith. The size of your goal is determined by the size of your faith in God. Show me your goals and I will tell you the size of your faith. Young people, dream big dreams. Set lofty goals. You serve a big God who can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think. It's important that you announce your goals up front, what you are expecting God to do. Say it in faith. Many of you are waiting for God to do something and believing him for a miracle, but you're short-circuiting it by the way you talk. For example, you'll hear people say, I'm praying that God will heal me, but I am never going to get well. Or, I want God to change my life and help me break those bad habits, but it's just the way I am, I'm never going to change. You see, you're short-circuiting God's power in your life by the words that you speak. God's power is not automatic. You must admit you need it, then believe in faith and speak in faith. Nothing is too hard for God. After you believe in faith and speak in faith, then number four, you act in faith. You act in faith. We must step out in advance before the power is released to us. God wants us to take action even before we feel anything. But uh, someone could say, Pastor, you mean I have to act as if I've got the power, even though I don't have the power in order to get the power? Yes, that is what is called acting in faith. You act as if God is going to provide for you. And when you step out in advance, before you even feel, feel it, God sees your faith and he answers your prayer and allows you to accomplish that which you um, wanted to accomplish. So don't wait for a feeling. If the only time you pray is when you feel like it, the devil is going to make sure that you never feel like it. 
You need to do those things that you know are right even when you don't feel like it. Immaturity is living by your feelings. Maturity is living by your commitments. You see, many people miss God's blessing uh, on their life. They say, there's something I really like to do, but I don't think that I can do it. And so they never try. And as a result, they never have the power to do what they need to do. You see, if you only do what you think you can do, rather than what God can do, then you will never experience God's power in your life. If a church approaches God's work only in terms of what they think is possible, that church will not experience the power and provision that only God can give. The good news is that God wants to share his power with us, but we have to follow the steps. First, admit that you have a need. Then, believe in faith. Speak in faith, and then act in faith. Some of you are waiting for God to do a miracle in your life, but in reality, God is waiting on you. So what if God is omnipotent? What good is God's power if we never take advantage of it? We are going to need God's power this year in People's Baptist Church. You're going to need it in your life. Not just this year, but this week and, and the weeks to follow. And it is available. See, what are you expecting God to do in your life this week or uh, in the life of the church this uh, coming year? We limit God so much by our unbelief. We live on just a fraction of the power that is available to us. Remember, beloved, that... What money can't do, God can. That what man's power can't do, God can. That what politics and politicians can't do, God can. That what doctors and medicine can't do, God can. That what psychologists and psychiatrists can't do, God can. And that what friends and neighbors can't do, God can. Remember that God is not limited by our limited resources, that God is not restricted by our inabilities, that God is not hindered by our frailties, that God is not confined by our circumstances, that God is not frustrated by our handicaps, and that God is not made powerless by our faults and failures. Surely he who uh, knows each star by name knows our circumstances. Surely he who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can supply our needs. Surely he who can put the wind to bed and the, and the waves to sleep can calm our troubled soul. Surely he who laid the foundations of the earth can provide for us and his church. Surely he who can open the windows of heaven can also pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. And surely he who is King of kings and Lord of lords can empower us to be what he wants us to be here and now. But we must believe his word. We must trust his promises. We must obey his will. And we must depend totally and completely on him. In the words of William 
Williams, guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land, I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 10.45 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.